Alexandra Daddario, Keenan Johnson, Ma- Maddie Hassan, Amy Forsyth, Logan Miller, Austin Swift, and the legend himself, Johnny Knoxville. Yep. So, yes, we got a horror we movie, with Johnny, movie with Johnny Knoxville, guys. Yeah. I'm excited to bring this to you. I know Mindy is as well. Uh, before we get into that, let's hit a couple news topics. All right. Uh, one, well, what the, there's one big news, you know. Uh, that I really wanted to talk about, that I heard about this week, that I, I told you about earlier. All right, go ahead and tell people. Uh, Blood and Honey. It's going to be a new uh, a new horror movie. I think it's based out of India. I believe so. And, uh, yeah, so it's a new horror movie, and it's based on Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> we don't know much about it, but for those who are on our Facebook and whatnot, after we make this announcement and after the show, I am going to be posting stuff up there about it that I have found. I don't have, we don't have much info on it, but it looks pretty damn creepy, guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why this thing exists, but I do know, like, the background of it, like, the guy that created uh, Winnie the Pooh, he... Uh, recently, apparently, or, or I don't know if it was recently, but he sold the rights to where Disney can't say shit if someone makes it. So you can you can do anything on Winnie the Pooh now. If we wanted to do a Winnie the Pooh podcast where we, uh, you know, put ourselves in the POV of Eeyore and Tigger, we could. We're not going to do that, <laughs> but we could. Uh, I could start saying ta-ta for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> that could be your new catchphrase. So... This is going to be a thing. And honestly, I'm very interested. We got to watch it. You know, we got to talk about it. We got to watch it. Absolutely. I might th- even watch that on a live. I'm not sure. We'll yeah, we might do a watch along, to be honest. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. Uh, and I'm excited. I'll watch it when it comes out. Uh, another big news topic. This isn't totally horror, but it's also not totally uh, not either. Stranger Things Season 4 comes out. Did you ever really get into that show? I did for a really long time, and then they lost me around episode 5 in the third season. Okay. And I stopped watching it for a while, but I think I might actually watch Season 4 because a lot of you don't know, and I don't know if Daniel knows, he might, but there's somebody in there that we know and love. Really? Mr. Robert England, yeah, who is going to be portraying the same character as he does in Nightmare on Elm Street, guys. It's going to be a Freddy without the Freddy. Really? Yes. 
shit. He's going to be Freddy without the name Freddy. It's going to be oh, a different name. But he's Freddy. And but that's in this new season? Yes. I've... Coming for season four. I'm so excited. It's making me go back to it. Um, so you're wa- you are going to watch it. I'm going to watch the fourth season, absolutely, because he's in it. I've heard nothing but good shit. I mean, I love Mr. England and the fact that they're letting him come back and do something in horror genre where he is his character, but he's not his character. I think it's going to be so interesting. Uh, Yeah. And it's one of the biggest shows, you know. Uh, people love this fucking thing, so. And he doesn't act a lot now. No. That he's older. I yeah. mean, he really doesn't. He mostly does, like, horror con signings and stuff like that. Like, he doesn't normally act. So yeah. this is a treat. Yeah, it, it very much is. I'm excited to see it. I can't wait. I think it'll be a fun time. Uh, Abandoned, the new Emma Roberts thriller. It comes out in June. Have you I'm seen anything about this movie? I'm really excited for that. I am actually an Emma Roberts fan. She's good. I can't help it. I've always liked the girl from Unfabulous, Nickelodeon, to Screen Force, matching her head into a glass table. I mean, I've, I've liked her throughout all of it. She's a really good, diverse all-around kind of actress. She can put her in any kind of role and tell her what to do, and she'll do it. Yeah. Like, Screen Queens, I loved her in that. If you never saw that show, it's a great show. She's in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Go check it out. She's really good, yeah. She's a really good actress. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think think it's uh, going to be a good time. And then we're finally getting the Black Phone. Black Phone, yeah. Uh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's been delayed. That's, We're getting it in July. Yes. But it's still stated to be really, really, really good. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm watch. Excited. I'm gonna watch it. I think you and me are probably gonna go see it. In the Absolutely, we'll have to. Uh, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see that movie. I think that's gonna be like horror movie of the year. Oh yeah. My but I like Ethan Hawke too. Uh, so I guess we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a lot of fun though. Absolutely, I can't wait. And then also, I don't know if Daniel knows this or not, but James Wan is actually coming out with another doll kind of creature feature thing. And instead of Annabelle, it's going to be an AI doll called Megan. Really? Yes. And it's going to be more AI, more modern technology, and what's going on today instead of Annabelle and the haunted spirit inside the doll and everything. It's kind of going to be like an AI gone wrong. Like if you guys watch Blumhouse's uh, version of Child's Play, it's kind of going to be like that. It's going to be one of those. Yeah, and I like that concept, honestly. I like it. You guys all know. I love it when new things are brought to the table. That's actually why we're reviewing the movie that we're reviewing today. Yeah. Because I absolutely love it when they bring a new concept to the table. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and while we're, while we're, you know, let's move on and talk about the movie that we are doing today. We Summon the Darkness. Uh, this movie was a Netflix original. Well, no, it's, not, it's on Netflix. It's not a Netflix original. It premiered at the Mammoth Film Festival on February 28, 2019. Uh, so it is an indie film through and through. Yeah, it's an indie film. It doesn't have a huge box office because it really, you know, it wasn't really in theaters much. I think it really It also was. came out around the time that. COVID was around, so. Yeah, it came out in, like, 2020 almost. Yeah. So, yeah. 
but the film itself, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. Uh, one thing, I mean, I don't think we can do a spoiler-free one of this. Unfortunately, guys, we really can't. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead, go on Netflix, get that free subscription for a month or whatever. Or if you have Netflix, go ahead and check it out. We some in the darkness. Yeah. Really, really good movie. But if you haven't seen it, you probably don't want to listen to us talk about it. Yeah. Just because there is no possible way of giving a spoiler free. No, because it, the twist is the whole fucking movie. Exactly. Like, I, I don't like... Beyond the basic thing they give you on Netflix that these friends are going out in the woods, basically. Well, not in the woods, but you know what I mean. Uh, That's all you – or not in the woods. They're going to a heavy metal show. Mm -hmm. That's all you really fucking get. Yeah, because that's all Netflix gives you. Yeah, that's all you really get. But uh, it's a lot more than that, obviously. Oh, yeah. So what do we we think of this movie? Will we recommend it? I love – this movie, I found it about maybe two weeks ago, and when I first watched it, I was just, I was just so taken back by the twist and by how they were able to create such a different plot. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed the girls. Not so much Beverly, because she really wasn't in the movie that much. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Alexis and Valerie's relationship. They had a really funny chemistry with each other. You could tell that they had been in each other's lives for a really long time. They love each other. They're sisters. You can tell. Like, both of them are batshit crazy. Val might be a little bit more crazier, but I love Val. I'm not going to hate on Val. Val's probably one of my favorite women antagonists or protagonists. I don't even know in this movie. I'd say she's, I mean, she's very much the antagonist, but you're kind of on the side of the bad guys on this one. You At know? one point, yeah, when you find out that the pastor's against them, then you're kind of like, yeah. then you're kind of like, oh wait, shit, no, 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 you're listening to the wrong people. What are you doing? This was like this movie was weird because it, it, there was certain parts where I was like, who the fuck do I root for? Exactly. <laughs> like, and like, an asshole. That's why I also want to bring up this little part that Daniel just said, like, who who do I root for? Because Beverly, one of the young girls that had a change of heart in the middle of it, she actually yes. gets in in the middle of everything, and Kovacs, one of the young men, we'll talk about that in a second because I am jumping ahead here, he tries to beat her up, and Mark goes, no, 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 she's with us, she's with us, yeah. and she goes, I'm not with anybody, actually, I just want this shit to stop. Yeah. Uh, Keon Johnson, Mark, he's probably the only good guy in the, in the whole thing. I liked Kovacs. Kovacs is a bro, man. I liked Kovacs. Kovacs got shot. He got Cut the fuck up. He got lit on fire. Like, Kovacs is the shit, man. Yeah. He tried so hard to live. He really did. Uh, poor Kovacs. He he went through the ringer in that movie. R.I.P. Sure. to Kovacs, man. R.I.P. to fucking Kovacs. And oh. he's like, he's not, they never say that he's a stoner, but you just know. He's one of those dudes in the movies that it's like, you just know that he's like that cool guy. Alright, well, we're really jumping ahead. So basically, you got three, we open up to a road where we got three girls. We got a girl named Alexis, she's driving. We got a young girl named Val, she's right next door. And then we got another young girl named Bev, Beverly, Beverly in the yeah. back seat. 
And Alexis was telling the young ladies about how she read in Bot Magazine that makeup is actually war paint for sex. Yeah. Holy shit. And, That's one way to look at it, And though. while she's talking about it, these um, Vale's like, oh, my God, I got a piss. And she's mm-hmm. like, you just peed 60 miles ago. I'm not stopping. And she's like, I got a weak bladder. Come on. And Bev yeah. is like, I hate to, like, alert anybody, but we are officially out of Twinkies. We're done. We're out. I had the last one. This is, this is an SOS. So they decided to stop at the they decided to stop at the convenience store and get some junkies while they all take the piss. <laughs> and like it's just it's such like it's such a relatable kind of thing though, especially yes. if you're a girl. Like it's completely totally relatable. And then they're driving back down the street and they pass this van and the van throws this cup of an unknown brown substance at them. Awesome. And like they almost died. Yeah. And, like, so the girls stopped, and they figured out, what, well, Bev and Alexis tried to figure out what was going on. Val was peeing again. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then Val uh, says probably one of my most favorite lines that she said, one of them. And she goes, well, at least it's not shit. Because Alexis touches it, and Bev is like, no, don't touch it. <laughs> and she touches it and sniffs her finger and looks at it. And she's like, oh, it's chocolate milkshake. <laughs> Val's like, oh, well, at least it's not shit. Val's funny as fuck. And uh, they get in the car, and then they just so happen, when they get to the concert, they just so happen to find the fucking van and the three guys that threw the damn milkshake at them. So earlier at the gas station, Val had actually purchased some firecrackers and she decided let's get back at the boys by lighting the firecracker and setting it off in their van yeah so she did and the guys came out and the girls were all laughing and shit and the one guy ivan is like what the hell is so funny and they're like well were you driving down route nine this morning and they're like yeah why and she's because payback's a bitch you almost killed us so they actually end up drinking with the girls and smoking with the girls and whatnot. Yeah, they and find really out like that them. they're actually a band and that this is actually their fourth show that they're uh, seeing of this band. And you find out that Mark's actually going to L.A. soon to be a full-time drummer for an actual, like, real working band. Mm-hmm. And then Ivan, he does backups and stuff and then... Kovac is the front man, singer. Mm-hmm. And Kovac, I will have to say, is just so damn obnoxious that he makes it funny. Yes. Him and Vale are just so funny together. And like I feel- he doesn't know if he has her. Yeah. But she acts like she does like him. Yeah. So it's a very fun, like, cat and mouth wordplay kind of thing with the two of them. Like, he ends up getting his nose cracked in during the concert, and Val goes, oh, what happened, Colfax? Did you break your nose? And he's like, no, I just tried to randomly gush at some point, you know? So, like, it's just, like, that kind of thing. So then after the concert, they decide, let's all go back to Alexis's dad's house and party and whatnot. And you think that it's just going to be a traditional party. Like, all good. Yeah. Like, actually, I kind of got a little bit of a sensation that someone was watching them. 
Well, my whole thing was these guys are no good. That, and that's why mm-hmm. this movie really fucking got me because it can can we reveal the twist? Okay, so the twist is guys they're playing Never Have I Ever and they find out that the girls actually drugged the guys' drinks. Yes. So the guys wake up, they're tied, they're bound, and they're like, What the fuck is going on? And they wake up in Alexis's house and there's Satan and shit like written all over, satanic, satanic stuff symbols, all that shit, and they're all tied up, and they're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Yeah. Like, just let us out of here, and we'll drive away, and Bella's like, well, that would be a good idea. Hi, not place your tires. And you're like, what? What, mm-hmm. what is going on? And then, like, Alexis gets really close to him, she pulls out her eyelashes, and here comes the twitch. She goes, guys, the truth is, we haven't been honest with you. We don't give a shit about any of this stuff. <laughs> like, call... Johnny Knoxville. Okay. 
John that would Nash be John Henry Butler, who is played Pastor John Henry Butler, who is supposed to be funding a group called Waywards of the Dawn. And what this does is take in teens, especially teen girls, that have lost their way and need Jesus in their life. Yeah. But what Beth finds out is that he's pocketing the money yeah. from all of these murders mm-hmm. and building party pads. He's not trying to help people. And then Alexis finds out, because Daddy comes home, she finds out, like, oh, shit, I'm a part of my father's plan. Like, he meant for me to die and screw up while I was doing this job. And he even tries to kill his own daughter. <laughs> like, he does. What the hell? Like, it's just like one big roller coaster ride, guys, of go, what the fuck? Yeah, it's one of those, like, it seems very cookie-cutter, right? It mm-hmm. seems like, okay, I think I know what's going on. The the, the, the boys that the girls meet aren't going to be what they thought, and the boys are going to fuck them up, probably. But it's not. It's not. It's the girls, and I was like, oh, shit, the chicks are crazy. Who would have thought? And then you find yeah. out that they're actually being controlled, and it's like, oh. Yeah, it, it just it keeps going layers and layers at that point, and it turns into something that's not cookie-cutter at all. It's actually very original, and it's very different. And it's very and it's very interesting. This movie never lost my interest. I never got bored. I was it's not the scariest thing, but it's just fun. It it's, didn't let it's, you get bored. Yeah. It's a roller coaster ride. It's good fun horror. It's like it knows what it is. It's not trying to be too serious. No. It's having fun with it. Johnny Knoxville's having a blast here. All the kids are having a good time. Mm-hmm. Just the actors, I mean. Like they're all having fun making the movie. Yeah, you, you can, can genuinely tell that they're having yeah, and, and it makes the movie a good time. So even though this crazy shit's happening and you got cults and satanic uh, rituals and all this it's shit, it's kind of funny. It's a good time. It really is. It's a good watch. It's something you can have a few brewskis and watch on a Saturday night. It's one of those movies. Mm-hmm. It's like a cabin in the woods almost. Honestly, it's like it's yeah. very aware of itself. It's not, not plot wise, but it's very aware of itself and it's just having a good time with the source. Very with meta. Yeah, very meta, and. Like, the girls are, like, you're rooting for the, it's one of those, like, kind of the devil rejects, too, where you're rooting for, like, the girls are the bad guys, essentially, but you kind of like them. Yeah. rooting for them. Like, I found myself rooting for Val a lot. And let's talk about Val, dude, and how she died. Okay. I cannot believe. Because she got fucked up. That Beverly thought of setting her hair on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, that was so in your face, but so creative at the same time. It was nuts. It was one of the best visuals of the movie. Too, it really too, was. Happened. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful visual. Yeah, right? They shot. got the flames just right. Yeah. They didn't have it overlapping her head. They had it on her hair. So really, really good job goes to the creative people and the special effects people and everyone like that. They did a really good job. Exactly. Um, And you got to think of these people, too, when they're doing this stuff, especially indie stuff, because they don't really get paid that much. No, the people like these movies, the people that put these movies together deserve the biggest round of applause because it's so fucking like they don't have the money. It's not like they're just throwing $50 million. It's like make something happen. They're like coming up with like different effects and like making shit look real with the cheapest possible way. That's hard to do. 
and, and not making it look corny and nothing in this movie looked corny. No. Nothing. Everything in this movie was well done. The cinematography looked great. The director did a phenomenal job. The kills were amazing. The kills were damn good. The script was kind of cool and fun and, and had like witty. good punchline. Very witty. Uh, the the dialogue between the three girls is the best part of the movie. That's the best part of the movie. It's just like even when you think they're good guys and you think they're bad guys, when one of them turns good, you, you, it's them talking to each other is the funnest part of the film. And I love it too, guys, because whenever they're talking to each other, and Val's always taking a piss. Yeah, always. Gotta pee a lot. Always finding anywhere to be, and then when they're like, "Would you rather?" They're another play it up. Never have I ever. And they're like, oh, never have I ever pissed my pants. And she's like drinking up. And she's like, I don't eat bladder. <laughs> like she just owns it. Yeah. It was, it was a really good time. It was a good movie. Uh, the, Johnny Knoxville, I think we got to talk about him for a few minutes. He here, stole cause... the show, man. He came in and he, he stole the show. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, he... His role is, is the pastor, John Henry Butler, and the fa- that like father-daughter relationship. We've seen a lot of fucked up father-daughter relationships in horror, but this is one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it was tenfold. It, it was very creepy. Like I don't even know how to explain. Like it's it's not like it's one of those things because he shows up and the whole time you're like it's fucking Johnny Knoxville, dude. Fucking well, Johnny I didn't know it was him honestly at first because of the lighting. And yeah. the cinematography did a really good job of kind of keeping him hidden. Yeah. So I didn't really know until the lights turned back on and he was in the bedroom. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, that is him. Yeah. Because, like, he's silently just creeping around his house, like, looking at what at everything that's going on. And he's like, oh, shit, that mother's leaving now. Is that a police officer? What the hell? Yeah. And, like, then he stumbles across his daughter, and, like, you think he's there to save his daughter, but then all of a sudden he starts to freaking choke her. Yeah. And you find out that he's going to kill her, and it's like, whoa, 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 what? Yeah. That was part of the plan? Yeah. And you find out that, like, Daddy was planning on them finding fighters, and Daddy was planning on basically all of it happening. Yeah. That's why he chose the house, because he was losing followers. People were starting to doubt him. That that is exactly what happened, and uh, I like it how the end he fucking he's like, yeah, it was my daughter. I'm cool. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do any yeah, of this shit. He's just like my daughter Alexis was very lost and very confused. Please let our family uh, mourn in this time. What family? Yeah, there's no family. What left. family? Yeah. She killed the set mom. Yeah. You don't have any other kids. And your daughter died. What family? What your family? fake family that you're building a freaking rad dad for? What are you talking about? He was very fucked up. I, I think he did make... The, I liked all the kids. I thought they kind of made the movie. But Johnny Knoxville's part in it was really well done. He came in and sealed it up. Yeah, he did a very good job. And it was something different for him. It's cool to see actors kind of give range a little bit. And this is something he's and never really done. And they made him like a Jim Jones. Yes. Very much so, yeah. He really believed in what he was doing. Yeah, he wanted everyone to drink the Kool-Aid. Yes. So So I I will have to say, very very Jim Jones, Carl Manson, very that kind of act. But he played it really well. He did. I'm impressed because I've never really seen Johnny Knoxville do a serious role like that. 
No. And not even in horror, but just a serious role to begin with. I've never actually seen him do that. No. So to me, that was really cool and really interesting yeah. to see him be like, I know I'm a real actor, sad bag. He was loving it. it. Yeah. He he was like, and I just like, I keep saying fun, but the amount of like fun he was having with it, it really came through. Absolutely. Like, it's not like he took himself too seriously. No, he was having a good time. Yeah. And I think that's what a Johnny Maxwell needs to do in something like this. And I, I think he really knocked it out of the park. He really did, honestly. Uh, I'll have to give him a solid B-plus for his acting because, honestly, I didn't think he had that kind of range in him. No. Just saying. I didn't think so either, but he, he showed that he did. Yeah. So, uh, so hats off to him. Hats off to him. Would you want to see a sequel to this? So you no, think it's as good as a standalone not, movie? No, there's no reason for a sequel. Okay. There's no reason. And honestly, I feel the directors kind of did that. I feel like they kind of sealed everything up and a tight little bow at the end. And I really don't feel like they meant for there to ever be a sequel. And I feel like if there is going to be one, it needs to focus on a completely different group of people. Yeah. I I can agree. Like, they can be from the same call, but completely different groups. We don't need to see Kovacs do anything else or, or anything like that. We don't need to – we don't – I mean, like, and everyone's dead pretty much, so it's kind of hard to keep going. Exactly. I mean, the only ones that survived was the pastor, Bev, and Mark. Yeah. And you don't know if Mark survived because he was bleeding hard. Exactly. So, I mean, in my opinion, no. I don't think there should be a sequel. I don't think there's a reason. No. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. You have a different take on sequels than I do. No, I wouldn't want to see it as a sequel. I, I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, I, I like it as its own thing. I don't think you need to keep going on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I will have to say though, I do think that over the years, going to become a cult classic. Yeah. I will have to say that. Absolutely. Would you recommend this movie to people, Daniel? Yes. I thought it was really good. I wouldn't tell them anything about it, and I would just recommend it and let them watch it. Gotcha. And, uh, I would do the same cause thing. Because you need to know it not knowing the twist. Exactly. It's one of those You movies. need to go in with a blank slate. Like, yeah. Daniel didn't know anything about this movie. Like, I didn't I know shit. I to watch it. Yeah. And he knows, like, when I don't say anything, that there's a big twist. Huge. That's coming in. And it was huge. Yeah. <laughs> it made the whole movie, like we said. So. Uh, and yeah, the only thing I told them was that Johnny Knoxville was in it. Yeah, that's all I do. So uh, I definitely learned a lot watching this. And I mean, honestly, I've been researching cults and everything since we have this topic. And I will have to say, like, there's this is a real issue that yeah. still resides in our society today. There's still a few cults out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, not even like the KKK, like people are thinking of, but like there are other ones that are still out there. And like Nigeria and Africa and right. stuff like that. Like they're out there, they're real and they're scary. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Uh, do you want, uh, what would you rate this? One out of ten uh, satanic cults. Um, I I can't go too high just because there is some lacking in it, honestly. So I can't, like, go, like, an 8 or 9 or 10. But I'm going to go ahead and give it a 7.5. Okay. But it sounds like you guys really enjoyed the movie. I did. 
I really did, but when we do these ratings and we do our rankings and our numbers and whatnot, we also have to think how other people would see it. Gotcha. Yeah. Not just how we would see it. Gotcha. I, I would give it an eight myself. It's not perfect, but it's not like. It's not awful by any means. No, it's, it's really good. Movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I thought it was it, it was one of the better ones we've watched in the show. But but it's also, you know, it, it's an indie film. It's a good indie film. And it's a good one and done. Yeah. And I think it should stay that way. Uh, do you uh, you have any idea what we should do next week, or is it my turn? It is Daniel's turn this week, guys. We oh. haven't let Daniel pick a movie in a while, so we're going to let him pick. Oh, shit. He doesn't know what to do. I mean, there, there's a lot of... I want to see Escape Room, but I don't think that's on anything. No, the only thing I saw was No Escape, which is on Tubi. Which yes. is supposed to be like the same thing. Yes. Did we ever actually do Hush? I think we no, did. No, I think we. I don't think we did. Did we not do Hush? No, I think it was just on one of our top ten. All right, let's do Hush. All right, we're gonna do Hush, guys. That's a damn good movie. It is a really good movie. You're in for a treat. And uh, I'll just finish up the plugs here at the end because we didn't do them at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Make sure to check out the Wrestling Outlet every Wednesday and Saturday at like ten, ten, fifteen. Uh, Eastern Time. Make sure to uh, Saturday for the Hollywood Hangout. Absolutely. Check them out. They're good guys. Check out Sean Elite Diplodoc on YouTube and Twitch. It's our boy. He's playing video games. He's the fucking man. We like Sean. Uh, check us out at Friday for uh, Unscripted Wrestling at 6.30. Uh, Doug Show Unscripted Unlimited on Saturdays. And uh, the Stabcast here on Sunday for uh, between 1 and 3 p.m. for all your horror movie love. And me and Bobby have been doing the web cave, web cave on Monday, uh, our superhero show. We've been having a little fun with that. I've been stepping away from Unscripted Unlimited. So we got a lot of good stuff coming. And make sure to check us out. Mindy, you got anything else? Uh, not really, guys. Just be safe out there for this Memorial Day weekend and have fun and stay spooky. Stay spooky. We'll see everybody next time. Hootie who. Hootie who. In the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. Shake it, shake it. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday.